Hey there. Help you? What state is this? Sorry. You don't understand the question? Oh, no, I didn't. Just, most people know where they are. Why ain't most people? You're in the glorious state of Arkansas, sweetheart. How'd you know they was lying? Well, this ain't Arkansas, so everyone is lying. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 236. A big story in entertainment news is the delayed release of an upcoming horror movie called The Hunt, in which blue state elites hunt down red state deplorables in a horror satire from Bloomhouse Studios. Now, while many films do face release date dramas now and again, what makes The Hunt interesting is that it deals with a very real political discourse between liberals and conservatives that is widening every day and sometimes becomes violent. One only has to look at the footage from Portland to see that. And, oh yes, President Trump himself also had something to say about it. Joining me now to talk about The Hunt is film critic and commentator from the great website Hollywood in Toto. It is Christian Toto himself. I thank you very much, Christian, for joining me on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So let's just get down to what we know as the facts first. So this is the situation. You have this movie called The Hunt uh, made by Bloomhouse Studios. It was going to be released by Universal Pictures starring Hilary Swank. It's a film, as from what we know from the trailer and little tidbits, a dozen MAGA types wake up in the field and realize they're being stalked for sport by elite liberals. And the film was originally titled Red State versus Blue State as well. So that puts a little bit of context on it as well. But from what I've read so far, no one has seen the film. We only have really the trailer to go by. And a lot of the reporting, um, especially a, um, uh, an article by The Hollywood Reporter um, titled um, Ads Pulled for Glory Universal Thriller to Hunt, they got a lot of their information from a script. So how much do we really know is real compared to what's out there in the press at the moment? I don't think we know a lot. A lot of what you said has been reported, and that's been what we've been hanging on. But just, you know, just recently, the director of this particular project weighed in and said a lot of what we've been told is wrong. He said the original title was never Red State versus Blue State, even though that's been bandied about in the press for days now. Okay. Uh, he said it was much more balanced. It was actually kind of poking fun at this time in our culture where we where one side doesn't listen to the other side. And the way he describes it, it's a very different project. Now, why was he silent up until now? Why was Jason Bloom silent up until recently? Why, when this first the first sort of round of information hit the press, why didn't they immediately speak up knowing how it would be received? I mean, when we first learned about this movie, they said, hey, it's it's liberal elites versus the MAGA crowd, and that's, you know, and they're hunting them. I mean, what could be more inflammatory? Now, I'm kind of a big free speech guy. I think anything you, you know, want to make, it's up to you if you can get a release date. I also think this, this is a responsibility that artists have, but I feel like every other day there's a new wrinkle to this story, and it still doesn't make a lot of sense. Just to clarify, the director's name is Craig um, Zobel. He did films like Compliance and Z for Zachariah as well, more in the vein of dramas um, than horror films. This would be like his first kind of horror film uh, movie. Um, a lot of this was brought on um, as a reaction from the shootings in El Paso and Dayton. And I'm just really curious, Christian, if 
by chance and and in that those shootings did not happen those tragedies did not happen do you think that universal would have been so trick uh, so quick to have pulled this movie from release or does the content itself um, warrants uh, some reflection from, from their part in how they're going to release this film to the masses? I think it was a one-two punch. I think what we've seen in the past is when there's a violent project, a TV show, a movie, and they have the ads out for it, if there is a school shooting, a shooting of any kind, then the studios behind these projects say, oh, wait a minute, let's pull it back. It's not really great timing. It, it's sort of maybe, you know, will scare people or just makes people think of those horrible headlines as opposed to just thinking about our escapist movie. So that part of it has happened before, will probably happen again, but it was the one-two bunch of that happening plus the very specific details, which again, we don't know if are as accurate as that they've been told, that made this a possibility where it's not just, hey, we're more sensitive now to gun violence because we just had two tragedies and now it's Here's a movie that's inflaming, seemingly, the biggest problem in America right now, the left versus the right, and how uh, venomous the conversation is. I, I just, that's why I think what happened. And allegedly, according to IndieWire.com, the decision to yank the film from the schedule happened after President Donald Trump weighed in. So I know people have been blaming him for sort of the cancellation. According to IndieWire, which is a pretty reputable source, certainly left-leaning, but uh, you know they, they don't make up stuff. That's not how it happens. So there's there's just so many layers that I want to get into as as this conversation goes on. Honestly, an interesting topic that co- comes up consistently, especially after those shootings in El Paso and Dayton, is the influence that uh, movies, video games, etc., might have on the mental state of a gunman. Um, a lot of people say no. This doesn't happen. Movies and, and TV shows, games should not be to blame in regards to this, but. In, to me, the reaction in pulling a movie after shootings like that says to me that maybe content can have some type of reaction uh, in, in, in a community, um, especially when depicting violence against a certain targeted uh, person or, or people. Um, what do you think of that whole debate, Christian, um, in regards to um, movies, TV shows, video games um, creating uh, or... or, or or influencing people to do violent deeds. Do you think there's any type of stock in that whatsoever? I think it's a very tricky debate. I think mostly it's above my pay grade. It's not something that I've studied extensively. But to me, the bottom line is that we live in a Western culture where we're allowed to tell stories. We can tell violent stories, happy stories, redemptive stories, you name it. And if you look around pop culture, there's a lot of violence. We enjoy it. We appreciate it. We cheer it on. It can be realistic. It can be silly. You know, it can be from the Fast and the Furious to something that's much more stark and grisly, like this particular film appears to be. So, it's certainly a conversation worth having. It's certainly worth discussing. But I think at the end of the day, if you make a movie and you show a thief breaking into a house in a clever way, there's a chance someone's going to watch that movie and, and imitate the thief and break into another house in real life in a, in a clever way. I, I don't think it's avoidable. You know, having said all that, I, I do think as a storyteller, you shouldn't just put anything on screen. I think you should think about things through. So I, I just think it's the risk we take. We've seen uh, cases that have been blamed on Oliver Stone movies. We've seen uh, Taxi Driver with the uh, the Jodie Foster, John Hinckley scenario. Mm. So it's not impossible. You can't really rule it out. But what's the solution that we don't have these movies, that we kind of have a censorship code? I mean, 
it's very, very tricky. And just one last aside here, and something that I've been talking about for a while, I think no one else is talking about. Gosh, maybe seven years or so ago, maybe a little less, Harvey Weinstein came out, the big super producer, said, hey, it was after a shooting of some kind. He said, we need to have a violent movie summit and discuss what role, if any, our movies have on the culture. Let's get the Martin Scorsese's of the world together. Let's get these people who are talented making these movies and just explore what's happening. Does this impact the culture? And, of course, it never happened, and we know what happened to Harvey Weinstein since then. But yep. there was a rare moment of introspection from Hollywood, but it didn't really last. Um, a big thing that happened when Universal canceled the film is that they got in touch. They pulled the ads from um, from networks. There was a trailer that was out there. They even asked bloggers to pull their ads as well, which, from what I could see, no one's really done it. I mean, I, I just saw the trailer yesterday, and I found that very easily on YouTube. Um, something I've, I've picked up from some of the interviews you've been doing in regards to this, um, in this um, film is the trailer itself. Do you think that it was hiding or, I don't know, maybe hiding is a word because it's a teaser trailer and they don't want to give away too much, but do you think it wasn't telling the whole story in regards to especially the ideological, ideological bent of the movie? I mean, I find it very curious, and I know you've um, mentioned this as well, that this is a film by Jason Bloom, Bloomhouse Productions, and he's very anti-Trump, and this is a movie in which um, the MAGA types, or the deplorable, so to speak, are depicted as good guys. I find it a very kind of weird thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm very confused by the seemingly, I guess, the, the apparent bent of the film. But yeah, I agree. This was a bait and switch. I mean, this was peddled. If you knew nothing about the movie except that trailer, it looked like a thriller where there was Betty Gilpin is the main star here. She's the good the good girl. She's being attacked, and now she's getting revenge on the people who are attacking her. Perfectly legit story. We've seen Stalker and Prey movies again and again. It's a very tried-and-true formula. But uh, I think if you make a movie as politically pointed as this, I really think you're doing uh, potential audiences a disservice by hiding it entirely. Now, you could certainly tease it a bit. That's certainly, you know, that's fair game. But I, I think there was a little bit of dishonesty here. It reminded me a couple of years ago of a movie called Suburbicon with uh, Matt Damon. Yeah. And that movie had a very strong racial component showing sort of the racism of the 1950s in America. And you didn't see that at all. They hid that completely in the trailer because I don't think they thought it would sell well. They just thought, hey... It's a Matt Damon movie directed by George Clooney. We'll play up certain angles. We'll play up the violence, but we're not going to play up the social commentary. Again, I I don't think that's great because I think you need to be honest in your trailer presentation. You don't want to give away anything. You don't want to give away the ending, which I often a lot of trailers give away too much. But yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of that. I, I think that's a bit dishonest. We've touched on the fact that there have been films before that kind of dealt with this issue. And the Jason Bloom connection is very interesting because I don't know if you remember, uh, Christian, last year when the film called The First Purge came out, I don't know if you remember the teaser poster for that was a red MAGA hat and it said The First Purge on and that's to insinuate that in this world, uh, the, the Purge world, that a Trump-like figure was the person who brought forth uh, this um, day of lawlessness um, in the movie, which anyone can do anything at any time. So it's not the first time he's waded into these waters. Um, do you think, considering the reaction that this movie, The Hunt, has gotten, that Jason Bloom is going to rethink some of the political commentary that he does? Because I actually see, seen him in person. He came down to Australia 
uh, last year to uh, promote Halloween. And, of course, the issue of Trump came up, and he's not a fan, to say the least. His tweets say that <laughs> as well. Um, I, I have a feeling that maybe after this incident, he might pull back a bit in regards to making films which correlate uh, the horrors of the world to a very specific uh, president, which he's not a fan of. You know, <clears throat> I like Jason Bloom. I think he's a really interesting fellow. I think he's kind of cracked the market in a way, yep. which is smart by making these low-budget genre movies, not star-studded often, and he may he turns a tidy profit. So I applaud his his model. I've, I've interviewed him. He seems like a, a sharp, interesting fellow. And I don't want to censor what he has to say. If he's anti-Trump, then be anti-Trump. If you want to make anti-Trump movies, then make those movies. And if they sell well to box office, then that's great. I... I, I <laughs> I think until we all sit down and have a, a mass screening of The Hunt, I still don't know what's in this movie. And I still don't know exactly what the lessons are. Uh, you know, if, if I've seen The First Purge, and it was pretty anti-Trump in a way. You know, you mentioned the marketing, which is obviously sort of a, a little bit of a poke in the eye. The movie had some poke in the eye moments, too. I, I'm okay with that. I've got a thick skin. I mean, I think audiences should say, oh... It's an anti-Trump movie. I'd love to see it, or I don't want to see it, or I'm still curious. You know, I mean, we we should be able to kind of process art in that fashion and not freak out. Uh, I do think the, as presented to us, the theme of liberals hunting conservatives at this time in our culture is just red hot. And I think it needs some explaining. And I think that for some reason, they just were unwilling completely to do that. You know, I reached out to Universal Studios for comment. They ignored me. I think Snopes reached out to them, and they ignored them, at least at first. So I'm just kind of confused by it. At the end of the day, Jason Bloom should make whatever movie he wants, and we should either see it or not see it or hate it or love it. And I I hope it doesn't impact him. I, I, I would like him to be more honest about what he's making and be more forthright. That would be my only sort of suggestion to him. I think you've touched on a couple of times now something that I my reaction to this is that it comes down to a freedom of speech issue. If there is a film that you don't want to see, you as a consumer have the right not to see it. I don't think that should fall upon the filmmaker or a movie studio to not make it or not release it. Um, having said that, it does seem like there's people within our neck of the ideological woods, the more conservative side of things, that seem to be happy and that the film was cancelled. As if um, this is some sort of revenge against a, a pop culture that has very much been against conservatives especially for a very long time, especially his last few years as well. Um, what would you say to them in regards to their reaction to this? Do you think their reaction in regards to being happy that this film has been cancelled and might not be to see, see the light of day, it, it actually goes against a lot of the things that we try to champion, um, uh, not only as individuals, but uh, as people who support the arts as well? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I, I disagree with that stance. Uh, I think that conservatives have to be more engaged in pop culture and be more savvy about it. I think we can't be, you know, we can't say, oh, you're such a snowflake for this or that, and then cower when a particular movie hits the theaters. I think I think that's sort of uh, hypocritical. So I understand where they're coming from. I understand the anger they have toward Hollywood, which is just overwhelmingly left of center and often either insulting our views or promoting other views that we disagree with in a very bald way. But you can't go down that road. And, uh, you know, it's it's ironic that uh, Trump often speaks to the to an audience that is fed up, that sees the imbalance. But also, I think Trump can have a thin skin and some of his followers can have a thin skin. And I, it, it's you know, I've got issues with Trump and I support him in many ways. But 
that's not one of my favorite qualities of him. And, and I think some of his supporters have just kind of echoed that philosophy. It's art. It's a movie. We should face it. We should uh, watch it or not watch it and go from there. Speaking of President Trump, he did tweet, he didn't reference the film by its name, but he made it very clear that he was talking about a movie um, that was going to come out. And at the time, the hunt was generation controversy, so it's easy to put two and two together. He made a, a very direct kind of uh, uh, a comment in regards to this. And I don't really remember the last time a, a leader of, a, of, of any country, really, maybe with the exception of some type of despot or, or tyrannical Eastern Bloc country, uh, would have said something in regards to a movie um, and the content of a movie. And to me, that is very kind of interesting and kind of scary as well. I'm not a big fan of government um, sticking their, their nose within uh, the artistic process or freedom of speech issues. Um, it kind of reminds me back in the late 80s when heavy metal music was put under the spotlight and there was a big kind of um, uh, Senate hearing in regards to it. I think Al Gore was involved, Al Gore's wife was involved in it as well. It, it, what came about was those parent advisory stickers. Remember those things used to be on CDs? Remember when CDs were a thing that had those, those labels? <laughs> yeah. Actually, and I remember John Denver coming out and actually defending a lot of these artists which caught a lot of people by surprise because it was like kind of like the 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 uh safe choice in regards to music options out there at the time um what do you think of of like government officials especially a president of the united states speaking out in regards to this i know you touched on before that you wish these supporters uh wouldn't uh do so i think maybe it's time for also maybe the president to kind of step back a bit and, and kind of remember uh, what a lot of people in his base do uh, support, and that is is freedom of speech, especially, and like you said, if conservatives within uh, the movie industry, whether it's in as a filmmaker or whether a media, etc., we I think a lot of people should speak out and maybe defend Jason Bloom and saying, look, we don't like what's in his movies, but it doesn't mean that we should cancel his films for, for be, by being released. Yeah, you know, I'm not a fan of that particular comment by Trump. What I've noticed about Trump over the last two and a half years is he'll often tweet or say something in a very glib fashion that sounds bad, bad from a government official, bad from a president. And he, and I, I guess I'm excusing him, but I've kind of noticed the pattern where he's not following up on this. He's not really serious. He's almost like he's provoking a conversation because you look at the, the deeds versus the actions and they're often very different. He'll say something about Saturday Night Live, for example. It's like, well, that's no president should be doing that or saying that. But he's not doing anything against the show. He's not railing against NBC. He's not doing stuff behind the scenes. He's not using the power of his office to do anything. He's just kind of blathering. And I don't like that. I don't think it's good in a president. It's just the way Trump operates. So I completely understand what you're saying. I think it's the wrong thing to do. But until it until there's action behind it, I don't I don't lose too many uh too many nights of sleep on that because he's just bringing it up. And in a perfect world, what the president says and what the president does should be perfectly aligned, but that's just not the way he operates. And it seems like it's pretty clear at this point. If he were to sort of weigh in and say that you have a meeting with Universal and, and put his foot down, I've got a significant problem with that. But I think he's just spouting off and trying to get attention to certain topics, or maybe he just wants to weigh in in the conversation like a blogger does. Last question here. This isn't the first time that a movie has faced um, obstacles like this. Um, 
after 9-11, there was a film called Collateral Damage that starred Arnold Schwarzenegger. That took a while to come out um, after the Las Vegas shooting. The Death Wish remake that starred Bruce Willis, that took a little while to come out as well. Um, here in Australia, in our neighbouring New Zealand, um, we had a movie came out called Hotel Mumbai. And after the Christchurch shootings, that delayed as well. The one thing about all these films is that they did come out eventually, whether it was a theatrical release or, or home entertainment. In this case, it will be streaming. The Hunt itself. I don't know. I don't know about you, Christian, but I did not know anything about this movie until this um, controversy started. And now that I do know about this movie, I can't wait to watch it. Just, just, just to out of curiosity more than anything else, I want to see what's on the screen compared to what was reported in the press. Um, do you think that eventually this movie will come out? I know Jason Bloom has come has has said that he hopes it does. And do you think maybe that this is the case where it will come out um, via, say, a streaming model like a Netflix? I think the interview, which was a movie that came out a few years ago, that was uh, that starred Seth Rogen, James Franco. That's the one that got into hot water with North Korea, uh, with its depiction of North Korea's leader. That was placed on streaming after it couldn't get a theatrical release, and, and it came became quite popular as well. Do you think there is a way for this movie to come out? And when it does, uh, do you foresee that it's going to be very popular, whether it's at the box? office or on streaming i think it will come out i do want it to come out like you this might be the one i've this might be the movie of 2019 that i now suddenly want to see more than anything else just because of that curiosity factor and uh yeah this is movies should not be hidden i'm just i just don't understand why the filmmakers if they truly believe in what they're saying and the film really is as balanced and as thoughtful and as provocative in a good way as they're saying why they didn't rally ahead of time and say as soon as the bad news started hitting the, hitting the the news cycle said hey wait a minute you've got it all wrong it's not what you're thinking it is let us put it in theaters we'll give it a chance and we want you know we want you to kind of have the ultimate decision that's that's what i want to happen and uh, i think it will come out but you know i think it was 2 years ago that louis ck the comedian got in trouble for his uh, sexual escapades off screen he had a movie that was just about to be released called i love you daddy mm. that's two years ago and that one hasn't seen any theater or streaming service at all so these things can be buried and they can go away and uh if maybe the filmmakers are not being honest with us if it is as sort of provoking as possible just given the tenor of the times maybe universal is going to sit on it and just swallow the money but i hope that's not the case well, I hope it does come out as well because it looks like an interesting enough movie to watch, especially as a genre film. Um, and I think a lot of people um, were at least hoping to watch just a good genre film because Bloomhouse do make good genre films, especially in, in regards to horror films, etc. Um, and look, Christian Toto, I thank you very much for joining me today to talk about The Hunt. And it's great, I think, for you and I to really put some perspective and just talk about the facts behind something that I think has really kind of spiraled into a big kind of snowball and, and it's gone a little bit out of control. Um, for everyone out there, please check out HollywoodInToto.com. It's one of my favorite websites that I go to. Um, uh, Christian, you also have a podcast as well? Yep, it's a weekly show, the Hollywood in Toto podcast. And it's heard on most platforms like iTunes and Spreaker and Stitcher, things like that. Also on YouTube too. Yes, YouTube. I've been putting my podcast up on YouTube as well. That's a really good way for people to access podcasts as well. Um, once again, Christian, I thank you very much for your time today. I know you're a very busy man and uh, hopefully we can chat again in the future. I'd love that. Thanks.